This is Tim Tapp, and you're listening to K-Star and the Vera Network. Command codes verified. is in a crucial stage It's not because of foreign wars we wage It's more to do with the colors blue and red Too many laws and too much government Can you tell me where the Constitution went? Bill of Rights is just hanging by a thread So many people try to cross the border Politicians build a new world order to today's broadcast of Tapping to the Truth. Hope you're having a fantastic day wherever you are and whatever you may be doing with all the usual caveats, of course. With you as always, I am your ever so humble and mostly peaceful host, Tim Tap, coming to you live from historic Roan County, Tennessee. And uh, I hope all of you out there are safe. It seems like just about everybody around the country is having some kind of weather thing or another. Certainly had our fair share just a little while ago. So uh, for a little bit, didn't even know for sure if we were going to make it on tonight. So very glad that we did and glad to have you here with us, especially if you happen to be listening on K-Star Talk Radio Network, as this is our first full-fledged uh, live simulcast there. Glad to have you guys aboard. And of course, as always, we are on WCETFM in beautiful Columbia, South Carolina, and of course, thelastfrequency.com. And uh, certainly can't forget 
the Vera Network. So, uh, you know, welcome aboard wherever you're listening from. And uh, want to make sure that I invite every one of you, if you happen to be listening to the podcast after the fact, to come join us live on Fridays. Uh, it's a blast, a lot of fun. You'll get to have a little bit of interaction with Doug, a.k.a. the Crazy Cajun, who's uh, handling things in the control room. And, of course, uh, you can hang out if you want to go sign up for MeWe, if you haven't already. And, of course, a lot of you have. It's a great platform. Why wouldn't you? Uh, so uh, if you did that, you can go on over to the Last Frequency uh, group and uh, chat with us from there, too. Uh, a lot of uh, ways to interact and be part of the live adventure. And uh, with all that being said, uh, and the discussion of adventure and the talk about, well, the weather and all the dangers, the disasters. We've got snowstorms hitting uh, pretty much north of the Mason-Dixon line. We have terrible thunderstorms, tornadoes, and crazy activities south of the Mason-Dixon line. That's exactly the kind of situation that somebody like Craig is a cautionary tale about. By now, you've heard me talk about Craig several times. I can't tell you enough about this tragic story because Craig, like a lot of you, was trying to do the right thing, trying to do the best thing he could as a husband and a father. And during Hurricane Ida, he went out, he bought a gas-powered generator, he fired it up. But during the night, deadly carbon monoxide poisoning seeped its way into his house. The gas came from the generator. And it overwhelmed his wife. It overwhelmed his two children. They passed away in their sleep. And the sad part, Craig isn't alone. We have government reports warning us right now of the known safety threat that poisons thousands of Americans every year. Carbon monoxide. It's, it's something that just cannot be ignored. And you shouldn't ignore it. You see, the good part here is that it doesn't have to happen to anyone. Thanks to a brand new generation of portable, safe, silent, and 100% fume-free generators. Generators that are now available to all Americans, even those of you who maybe think you can't afford it because there's some great payment plans available. I'm talking about the Patriot Power Generator. It's a solar generator that doesn't use gas, so there are no fumes. Instead of being loud, it's as quiet as a laptop. Plus, it's so lightweight, you literally can pick it up and take it with you anywhere. Going camping, need electricity? They're problem solved. Uh, your buddy needs some power at his house. Well, he better be a good buddy, but problem solved. Uh, you run out of energy at your mom's house, and she's got to keep her insulin refrigerated. Guess what? You're set there, too. We're talking about a generator that's powerful enough to keep your phones charged, to keep your emergency radios charged, to keep your medical devices charged, even that refrigerator I just mentioned. And right now, all you have to do is go over to 4 and use code TAP, that's T-A-P-P, to get 10% off your first purchase on literally anything in the store, including the Patriot Power Generator. Just go to the number 4Patriots.com. Use code TAP, T-A-P-P, -P, all caps, to get that 10% off. That's 4patriots.com. Use the code TAP at checkout and get yours today. All right. So that covers our sponsor for today's show. What do you say we get to today's show? 
have have some good stuff going on here in the great state of Tennessee. I, I often I was taken. I will look at the numbers. I'll look at the listenership uh, on the podcast stuff because that's what I have the most readily available info on. I, I've got a bug. Uh, dug a lot to get the numbers for the other sources and sometimes it takes a while to get that uh, updated but I get to see the podcast stuff pretty uh, easily and I've always been kind of sad here I am I'm based in Tennessee and Tennessee is usually in the top five of listenership but why is it never number one Texas and California are always battling out for that number one spot Florida is usually above Tennessee, and Tennessee normally comes in fourth, uh, sneaks into third sometimes. But then I stopped and realized it today, and that's because I talk about national stories a majority of the time, which means I spend a lot of time talking about Democrat politics in California, a lot of uh, conservative politics in Florida and in Texas, and we spend a lot of time talking about things going on in Illinois, Indiana, and New York. So part of the issue, I suppose, is I'm probably getting more home state support than I justify based on how much I actually get to talk about stories going on in Tennessee. So proud of what's happening here right now, and especially proud of the fact that the absolute positive worst press secretary in the history of White House press secretaries, Miss Corinne Jean-Pierre, got to talk about a Tennessee news story today. Yes, indeed, she says, and I take a great deal of pride in this, that the new Tennessee law banning drag performances in public venues is not just unnecessary, but also dangerous. Now, I would like to take a moment to ponder the question. What would make such a law dangerous? It doesn't say that there can't be drag performances. It doesn't say you can't have a million people uh, in a freaking venue as long as it's safe and meets all the fire codes and all that kind of stuff. doesn't say you can't do it. It just says not out in the open where anybody can see it. Okay, fair enough. It also says, by the way, you can't just uh, have kids involved. Oh, is that the dangerous part, Corinne? I mean, is, is that – because we know. We've seen that. I, this is something that we've been talking about a lot, and I'm far from the only one pointing this out now. It seems like the big secret's out of the bag. We've lamented and discussed and talked about and criticized and even screamed from the mountaintops to everyone that would listen that they've been targeting college kids to try to take control of the next generation of leaders in business and government. And then once they felt like they had control of those college kids, they still noticed that, okay, well, the old saying is still true. That saying, of course, being that if you're not a bleeding heart in your 20s, then you're not human. But if you're not conservative by your 40s, you've learned nothing from life. 
And what we saw is even though they were targeting these college kids, some of these kids would go through their life experience, and because they had enough foundation before the indoctrination, they were able to eventually reinstitute common sense and reasonable thought, rational thinking, and fact-based analysis, critical thinking, and bring themselves to a point of reverting back away from the leftist liberal, we're going to destroy everything mentality, even though of course, they tell us they're building a utopia. So they got smart. We have control of the colleges. Now we move down. Then we start targeting the high schools. Then we start targeting the grammar schools, the elementary schools. We start targeting the preschools now, for crying out loud. And why? Because the sooner they can prevent that foundation from being built up, the more they know they'll be able to control these children as they become adults moving forward for their entire lives. So that's why this law is dangerous, because children will not be exposed to all these exotic, colorful, fun-looking, but very, very not good for developing young brains, confusion dances. Now, the legislation, which Tennessee's Governor Bill Lee signed into law this past Thursday, makes it illegal to host, quote, an adult cabaret performance in public where venues or where children may be present. Cabaret performances are defined as those featuring topless dancers, go-go dancers, exotic dancers, strippers, and male or female impersonators who provide entertainment that appeals to a prudist interest. Now, the idea here is that the law is specifically written so that it doesn't just target the drag performances. But the drag performances clearly fall within this category. But the same thing can be said. There's a moral value for not having children being exposed to uh, topless dancers running around, uh, uh, female strippers doing uh, their routines either. And this isn't a prudist standpoint this is something that used to be common sense that is adult oriented entertainment and it's important that you become an adult and at least be mature enough to understand that that is in fact for entertainment purposes it's entertainment that is not for everybody it is okay you can pay for the lap dance but you don't get to touch the girl it's a hard lesson for some folks to get Right, But it's for entertainment only. And I'm not passing judgment one way or the other. I'm not criticizing. If you are a fan or if you want to see all these places shut down, that's your, uh, that's your thing. All right? I'm not arguing either side right now. I'm just trying to make a very simple point. Obviously, I tend to lean a little more on the side of morality, being good for society in general. I generally lean to the idea that you can be as much of a freak as you want to be in your bedroom because that's your business. But once you step outside into the world of public, you've made it everyone else's business. And at that point, society needs solid, strong, 
moral values to be represented in order for everyone to be able to get along. Again, used to be common sense. Now that's a dividing line. Now that's me being a bigot. I must hate everybody that doesn't agree with that. When in fact, I would just say that if you don't agree with that, eh, we just don't agree. And I would also probably add at the end very quickly, and you're wrong too. But, you know, that's just because I think I'm right. And I'm pretty sure the other guys would say the same thing. All right, so the point here is that anybody who hosts or performs in a drag show in the presence of children would be charged with a Class A misdemeanor, subject to a fine of up to $2,500 and up to one year in prison under the new law. Additional violations would uh, be escalated up to a Class E felony, and carry one to six years of time and it's music in the background <laughs> alright so in a press briefing uh, today time of the live broadcast that being March 3rd of 2023 Trent Jean-Pierre blasted the new law and suggested that elected officials who are concerned with legislating against drag shows are ignoring more pressing issues that Americans are focused on, such as the economy, inflation, and building safer schools and communities. And you know what? Dadgummit, she's right about that. Those things are more important in the short term and possibly in the long term, even though this is doing a lot of long-term damage, destroying the very fabric of our society, our civilization. But those are important things too. The economy, inflation, building... But what do these things have in common? Oh yeah, those are things that your boss and every other elected Democrat currently holding office and several who are retiring, recently retired, or you know, I'm looking at you, uh, Lori Lightfoot, recently did not get reelected, have created and caused. You're the reason the economy is in the shape it's in. You're the reason that inflation is running insanely wild while you keep trying to spend even more taxpayer dollars. Government spending, yeah, out of control. Joe Biden is literally still trying to go around and brag that, well, we've actually reduced some of the spending because the Republicans wouldn't let him spend it. And in a couple of cases, before the Republicans took the House, he got some, they got some help from folks like uh, Joe Manchin over in the Senate. Thank goodness there's at least one or two Democrats willing to stand up and say, uh, we need to pump the brakes on that. Too bad they won't do it all the time. Safer schools and communities? Gee, why are communities not safe right now? Could it be because we've been so busy reimagining law enforcement that uh, crime's going wild? Because George Soros has funded a ton of progressive DAs across the country that won't prosecute a crime if it's a legitimate crime? Unless you happen to be a white, cisgendered, Christian, conservative male, well then, if you're jaywalking, heaven help you, you're going to sing-sing for 30 years. But if you happen to be a 
person of color run over a uh, high school kid from the state of Tennessee while she's out of state on a volleyball trip, literally rip her legs off of her body in the process and come to find out that you're out on bond, you've never had a driver's license, you've already been convicted of multiple violent crimes, and the news, the legacy media, just wants to tell you the feel-good story about how the college that this young lady had already signed a letter of intent to get a scholarship to play volleyball for is going to honor her scholarship without a peep of what actually happened. That's something that local coverage here had, and that's part of what kills me. I, I've gotten where I almost never watch local news coverage anymore because I've gotten to the, the point that I hate to see how much that leftist narrative crap has sunk down to the local levels. You expect it at the national level. You expect CNN and MSNBC and NBC and CBS and ABC. You expect those guys to try and control how you're thinking. But it used to be, and you know, maybe, maybe I'm just not remembering it right. Maybe I'm giving them too much credit, but it used to at least feel like the local news folks were just trying to tell you what was going on in the community. But now if you know the story and then you hear these people report it, you hear the same narrative. And part of that is because a lot of these local uh, anchors are trying to make it up to that next league. They're trying to get to the big leagues, and they know they need to use the same journalistic narrative speak that the big boys use, right? It, I mean, that's part of it. But it's not all of it because these are mostly, again, indoctrinated college graduates. They've earned their degrees in journalism. You guys remember when the newspapers that were worth reading were at their best? You know what the reporters had in common then? Most of them were high school graduates, had not spent a day in college. They understood the mission. They could write well enough that their editors could mostly print things the way they wrote them, and they dug into the truth because those people understood the role of journalism is to keep the government honest and to keep big business honest. They're there so that the public can know the truth about the biggest threats they're facing, both foreign and mostly, in their case, domestic. Problem is now, because they've been indoctrinated by the university, not only have they picked a side, they're actively working on it. They want to control the thought. They're part of the nudge squad. They're part of the effort to control what the public masses think and how they think and what they feel about a thing. If you go around and ask 30 people on the street who don't pay attention to the news other than occasionally hear something on Late Night with Jimmy Kimmel or, or whoever live and blah, blah, just ask them a question. And it becomes obvious that all they know is the narrative. <laughs> and they probably were only half paying attention to that. Get Kim Kardashian to read the news, then maybe you'll have some people in the know. 
Not sure that she can handle reading the cue cards, but I think that's a, a good strategy moving forward. Those folks, the old school, actual journalist, they were hard-nosed. They went after the facts, and they reported on it because they knew the job. It's not to indoctrinate. It's to educate. And that's the same thing that our communities have been unsafe by. Our schools have been unsafe from leftist uh, policies where, well, we have to let the boys use the girls' restrooms and dressing rooms and be on the girls' sports teams because, you know, they're fluid. Today they're feeling very feminine. Nah, I don't think so, Scooter. <laughs> At the end of the day, some of these folks are victims of the leftist ideology of the trending trans social contagion. One, two out of a thousand maybe actually are suffering from some level of gender um, dysphoria. Everybody else is a guy who realizes, hey, you know what? These people are stupid. If if I just put a skirt on for a minute, I can walk around with a Scottish accent around my manly man friends and tell every one of them that it's a kilt and I'm just being a man. And then I can still tell the teacher, I, I identify as a girl today. And the next thing you know, you're hearing stories like in Loudoun County, Virginia, where a school principal is covering up the fact that a girl was raped in the bathroom in order to try to protect the trans agenda. When the, the truth of the matter is, this kid isn't trans at all. He had another incident in another school after they transferred him. The guy's clearly into chicks. Oh, well, I'm a trans woman and a lesbian. Dude, that just means you're a straight dude, okay? That's what that means. I don't know why this is such hard. It's not like the math is different. Anyway, I have went down the primrose path, and I'm almost to the uh, mid-hour break, but I, I'm going to have to to try and sneak in a little more because I wanted to, to tell you about Corinne Jean-Pierre, and I need to get back to that. Uh, trying to finish up her quote because I was very proud with it. Instead of doing anything to address those real issues, when I would say the only thing we need to do to address those real issues is stop electing Democrats, period, but especially octogenarian Democrats that scoot around and talk about uh, Did you guys hear that uh, when he was talking about nurses? Did you make out of any of that? Anyway. Okay, so uh, again, Corinne accuses Tennessee Republicans of not doing anything to address the real issues that are impacting American people right now. You have a governor from Tennessee who's decided to go after drag shows. What sense does that make? To go after drag shows, she says. Again, drag shows still legal here. It's just a question of the venue that they're legal in, which, you know, again, common sense. The press secretary also later added, quote, it's part of a larger pattern from elected officials who espouse freedom and liberty, but apparently think that freedom of speech only extends to people who agree with them. O-M-G! Does, does this lady even hear herself? The Biden administration has actively worked to silence people on social media. 
forcing Twitter and Facebook and uh, the folks over at Google, uh, forcing the YouTube guys to silence, to cancel, to end comment because they just didn't like what they were saying. Sometimes it wasn't even something that directly contradicted them. They just didn't like it. Well, that's that's not it. Well, we should not have people exposed to that kind of thinking. Then Jean-Pierre said that my governor hasn't been able to cite any examples, anything to show that drag shows in public spaces are a problem. I would tell you it's a question of decency, and I would tell you that it's a question of self-respect. Because if these people want to perform in that fashion and they feel good about it, fine. But they still should have the taste and decency to respect those people around them that may not want to see it. And that is just simple, basic respect. If they want the respect, they need to offer the same thing to the other people around them, period. And at this point, let's do it, Doug. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. You're listening to Tap Into The Truth. Hey, Joe. My name's Joe Biden. I'm Jill Biden's husband. Thank you. Thank you, George. I'm so tired of trickle-down economics. And I never found that trickle-down on top of my head very much. I was listed, I was had the great pleasure of being listed as the poorest man in Congress for 36 years. I still had not making a hell of a lot more money than anybody else because I was getting a senator's salary. No kidding. I didn't think you should make me any Recently, China's dictator Xi Jinping sent military tanks into a major city in order to eliminate any protests against his rule. Hello, I'm Ron Edwards. On today's page from the Edwards Notebook, brought to you by Constitutional Grounds, the coffee you want in your cup. Almost no media outlets, with the exception of yours truly, Fox News' Tucker Carlson and Captain Matt Bruce, very few, if any, have bothered to shed the light of day on Ping's crackdown. China now has the biggest economy in the world, but yet China was not big enough for most of the American media to notice as it once again brutally went after citizens who were driven into utter despair due to fiendish regulations and too many examples of oppression to list in my allotted time. Unfortunately, the majority of my colleagues in the media are not going to alert you about the government abuses, whether it's in China, Venezuela, or right here in the United States. They also refuse to warn you about the level of surveillance now implemented in China and planned for right here in the one-time land of the free. In China, when a surveillance camera catches someone jaywalking, After notifying them, the government will then deduct funds from their bank accounts. They're those seeking to implement such madness right here in the USA. Time to tell U.S. leftists to back up. I'm Ron Edwards. See you on the next page from the Edwards Notebook. Second Skull is a protective headgear company with a patented line of impact-reducing products. At Second Skull, we focus on head protection as our only priority so that we can be the absolute best at it. Second Skull has protection for every sport and for every athlete. These products are patented and proven. Second Skull is a protective headgear company. 
Constitutional Grounds, the hot air roasted coffee that produces a smoother, richer, healthier, and less acetic coffee. Our unique hot air roasted coffee has a most delicious taste that everyone is raving about. Because you want the best, Constitutional Grounds is the coffee you want in your cup. Simply go to theronedwards.com and click on to the Constitutional Grounds coffee display to make your purchase and to be sure to use the RE20 promo code and you will receive a 20% discount. Remember, Constitutional Grounds, the coffee you want in your cup. Ours is the first revolution in the history of mankind that truly reversed the course of government and with three little words. We, the people. We, the people, tell the government what to do. It doesn't tell us. We, the people, are the driver. The government is the car. And we decide where it should go, and by what route, and how fast. Almost all the world's constitutions are documents in which governments tell the people what their privileges are. Our constitution is a document in which we, the people, tell the government what it is allowed to do. We, the people are free. There's a clear cause and effect here that is as neat and predictable as a law of physics. As government expands, liberty contracts. It's been two whole days since she's gotten away. Gets to a cot for an hour A quick bite to eat and then back on her feet If time allows, maybe a shower The child is crying, his mother is gone Nobody else hears his call She turns back to help like an angel in white Flies down the hall This is Matt Fitzgibbons of PatriotMusic.com and you're listening to Tim Tap and Tap Into the Truth. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back. Thank you so very much for staying with us through that very brief break. And that, of course, is Matt Fitzgibbon, historian extraordinaire, musician on par with just the absolute best, period. And not only is he a good friend of the show, not only has he given us express permission to use his show for the intro and the outro here at this broadcast, but something that hasn't occurred in far too long is going to happen next Friday. Ladies and gentlemen, be sure to tune in in hour number one. We've got a double-barreled action-packed musical guest segment as Matt Fitzgibbons will be one of the two first-hour guests showing up for the broadcast. So do not miss it. It's been way too long since we've caught up with Matt, and we'll get to talk a little bit about that song, one of his newer projects. And uh, we'll talk in general about uh, how things are still going at Patriot Music. We'll remind the listeners, especially since there's a lot of new listeners out there, exactly how Patriot Music came about. And uh, 
We'll probably also spend a minute or two talking about some of the crazier aspects of things ongoing uh, in the Biden administration. All right. But, uh, you know, I guess we should probably get back to the show. But before I do that, I would like to remind you that uh, if you're a Christian conservative, if you're a Trump supporter, if you're pro-Second Amendment you're not exactly welcome in a lot of places, right? I mean, if you're unapologetically in your face, I support the Second Amendment. If you are unapologetically in your face, Donald Trump is the man, uh, you get a lot of crazy things. A lot of folks these days don't even want to do business with you. Uh, PayPal wants to, to not uh, do your transactions, and, and Bank of America wants to cut you out. And Chase doesn't want to do business with you or give you a credit card. All these things are out there. But you know what helps? The fact that there are businesses out there that do want to do business with you, that are proud to do business with you. And one of those uh, businesses is Patriot Depot. Uh, at Patriot Depot, you can find all kinds of cool gear. And it doesn't matter if you fit into one of those categories I mentioned or all of them. And guess what? You can be a proud Christian conservative that supports Trump and loves the Second Amendment and thinks the Constitution is divinely inspired. You can go over to Patriot Depot and find gear that will cover whatever you're looking for. I, I promise you, all kinds of cool stuff. Whether you're looking for hats, T-shirts, hoodies, uh, metal signs, shot glasses, mugs, doesn't matter. And if you're listening to the podcast, joy of joys, there will be a special link in the show description that will not only take you to Patriot Depot, but it'll let them know that I sent you. And that kind of helps me out if you decide to make a purchase while you're there. And I'm not telling you to buy anything. I'm just asking you to go take a look and use the link I sent you. That's all I'm asking. It's not a bad deal. All right, let's uh, let's go ahead and get back to things. We uh, We do have Special guest coming up in the second hour, ladies and gentlemen. Once again, we will be joined by the owner, operator, the chief editor of Conservative Daily Briefing. Ken Crow will be back on with us, and uh, I'm looking forward to those conversations as we're going to touch on a few of the bigger political topics of the week. But before that, I wanted to take another uh, excursion north of the border. Since Kel's passing, I don't spend as much time keeping a close eye on Canadian politics, I, not near as much as I did then. And Kel had kind of almost become our Canadian correspondent. And part of uh, the reason why I probably haven't spent as much time talking about it is it makes me sad that Kel's not with us anymore. And it makes me sad just thinking about that now. But there are some things going on in Canada that are just – we can't be ignored. And it's stuff that we see and feel attempting to happen here. But the real problem, the real difference of what's happening there is they still don't have the constitution that we have. They do not have anybody that's willing to stand up on their defense and fight with the authority of the government, an actual legitimate legal leg to stand on. So that there's always at least a chance of winning. 
Recently, a cell phone video caught the moment that a Canadian pastor was shoved out of a door and knocked flat on his back after he was protesting a library's drag queen event last weekend. For which, by the way, children were in attendance. And now police in Calgary, Alberta, they've charged the pastor with a hate crime. There's a reason why I wanted to talk about Jean-Pierre first. Corinne's up there whining about how dangerous the law in the state of Tennessee now is that says, okay, if you're going to do drag stuff, not in front of the children. Seems to me like in the places like Calgary, Alberta, Canada, where drag performances are going on in front of the children in a public library, which is not a venue that's typically thought of as being a drag performance venue, although it's pretty much become that thanks to Drag Queen Story Hour, right? That's what they want you to think. They want you to get normalized to the idea. Well, it seems to me like in the places where that's happening is way more dangerous because we don't have local pastors being assaulted and then charged with crimes. Now, officers said that they responded to protesters during the Seton Library's Reading with Royalty event at about 11.15 a.m. on a Saturday. This reported by the Calgary News. Quoting here, We were subsequently called to the location for reports that several individuals aggressively entered a library classroom, shouting, homophobic and transphobic slurs at the children and parents in attendance, scaring the children while causing a disturbance and subsequently refusing to leave. Now, this, what I'm quoting here, is from the police statement. Uh, well, at least according to the local newspaper, this is the police statement. I'm really wondering, though, were the homophobic and transphobic slurs really being shouted at the children? Because the children had been drugged there by these parents to see the show. I'm pretty sure that children aren't saying, yeah, I want to get up early to go to the library on Saturday, mommy. Take me to see the drag queen, please. I mean, well, obviously it's not going to sound like that. This is in Canada. Whistle boot. What are you talking about? I, I, I do terrible Canadian. Anyway, uh, and I'm probably going to get some letters. There's still plenty of Canadian listeners, and I'm going to get some uh, corrections on this. Guys, I apologize now. <laughs> I didn't mean it. But at least I didn't do my Terrence and Philip bit. Okay, so here we go. Two people in attendance helped library staff throw people out while waiting for the police to arrive. Okay? Now, what that means is somebody got physical with these people. Now, according to this report, maybe it was appropriate to step up and physically remove them, uh, depending on what these slurs were. Uh, if you start just spouting out a bunch of hateful rhetoric, uh, you're at least on par with what's going on there. I have a hard time believing that's the case, 
considering that the person that got injured here was a pastor. But then again, I don't know this pastor, and I don't—he could be in a church not that dissimilar from Westboro Baptist, which, of course, uh, those guys do not represent what uh, Christians of any kind, let alone the Baptist church, as far as I know. But anyway, Calgary police then arrested and charged 36-year-old Derek Scott—sorry, it's not Scott—Derek Scott Rimmer. They charged him with a hate crime, adding that he faces one count of causing a disturbance and one count of mischief. Now, Rimmer is a pastor. CPS reminds people that hate-motivated crimes are things like assault, theft, vandalism, and any other crime where the offender was motivated by bias, prejudice, or hate that is based on nine characteristics of the... a very specific list of nine characteristics. Now, I don't know about you, but I'm still kind of of the opinion of if you commit a crime that involves assault... Not so big necessarily that theft and vandalism falls in the same category. I mean, depends on the vandalism, I suppose. <laughs> but I seem to think that if you get to assault or, you know, that next level where assault becomes murder, then that crime is bad enough. You don't have to pile on. You don't have to make it something different. This whole notion of trying to guess what a person's motivations are, while the person may make it very clear what their motivation is during the actions of whatever they're doing, that's still unnecessary. You're still trying to you're still trying to prosecute thought crimes at that point. Do not convict me on what I was thinking. When I did the bad thing. Convict me for doing the bad thing. The worse the bad thing I did is, the worse the punishment should be for that bad thing. The whole notion, the whole idea of hate crimes being created, it's totally unnecessary. It's totally redundant, and it is an effort to overcharge somebody so that well we couldn't get them on the vandalism itself because you know they only worked as a lookout for the other vandals and didn't actually have a spray can but because we know they were hanging out with them and they spray painted this uh we think george floyd was a punk uh, mural well then obviously they're racist so therefore, even the lookout was guilty of a hate crime, and because we've so vaguely defined what that is, or well, how could anything, anytime we accuse you of hating something, how could we be wrong? Whereas if you actually say we must convict you on the vandalism, well, then you have a very specific charge for a very specific crime that actually happened, and therefore is either easier to prove because you have enough evidence to do so or harder to prove because you didn't collect the evidence and in that case guess what that's the really cool part of our justice system 
the presumption of innocence, the effort of due process. Again, things that do not exist in the same fashion outside of the United States and that every leftist politician in the country is trying to undo here for whatever reason. Excuse me, uh, this crime was clearly motivated uh, by a bias against uh, these nine characteristics. Back to the report, officers also are pressing bylaw charges against the pastor. With six counts of harassment, the according to the newspaper, adding that each charge carries a penalty of up to $10,000 and up to six months in jail if payment defaults. Meaning they could get a nice big chunk of change, but you missed that very last payment, even by a dollar, and you still can go to jail for six months. That certainly seems commensary with the crime of going into a library and shouting at people. I mean, yeah. And not a cool thing to do. Not a thing that we should do. But let's pretend for a second that instead of you know, going into a library and shouting and scaring some kids, that maybe we're showing up at Supreme Court justices' houses and, and screaming at the families of the Supreme Court justices just because we're not happy about uh, a, a decision that's going to be coming out soon because somebody illegally leaked it and yet somehow magically we can't seem to find out who did that either right i mean that's what they tell us they wouldn't lie to us about that would they would they anyway pam rocker which is a really cool name if nothing else Maybe not a cool person, but a cool name. <laughs> Pam Rocker, an activist, speaker, and director of Affirming Connection at Calgary, which is the first way I know she's probably not a cool person. <laughs> she was speaking to the news in a separate story, and she said that, quote, in a civilized society such as Canada, we should be okay to say, this is who I am. Okay, did did saying who you are, uh, enter into this equation somewhere, Pam. We should be okay to say, this is who I am, that is who you are, and we are each unique in our own ways of being, and we should celebrate that and not be afraid of it, except you shouldn't be having drag performances in front of kids at the local library. That's not a celebration. That's an attempt at indoctrination, an attempt at confusing young, impressionable, very impressionable minds. If you are a parent and your children are now over the age of nine, at some point in time, especially if you had a parent of one gender, uh, you had a child of one gender and then had a child of another gender, there's a really good chance at some point – one of the two children got jealous of the attention the other one was getting and may have very well said something like, I wish I was a girl, if there was a boy, and vice versa, uh, for different reasons. Maybe the little girl doesn't like Barbies, likes big red fire trucks, and, and that's what Big Brother got for Christmas. 
I wish I was a boy because that's what I want. That doesn't mean that I had a Tonka truck. A Tonka truck. Yeah, uh, the Tonka truck. How did I not say that instead? The only time I ever dressed up in a dress was when I was six years old and I had two sisters and they made me and it was Halloween and they put me in makeup. After that, I said, never again. <laughs> and I would say that's a fairly common experience for a lot of guys with uh, the sisters, especially older sisters, too, when you're growing up. But the point is that just because you might say that, it means that you want some kind of attention or want some type of perceived benefit that they're getting by virtue of being different. Not that you actually want to become that. And guess what? That's not even gender dysphoria. That's just being a little jealous, which is human nature. And I guarantee you, by the time they hit their early teens, that business is done. They don't need to go to a therapist. They don't need a, a parent affirming them. And they certainly don't need a psychiatrist or a medical doctor trying to give them affirming care to chemically castrate them and surgically mutilate them. But that's what they want us to believe should be done now. And this drag performance in the library it's about trying to confuse these children into thinking to saying out loud publicly yeah it would be cool to be like that because look at that colorful wild and free the drag performers in these instances are a lot like the clowns that we used to watch when we were kids <laughs> and, and it's the color and the standing out and being different and making everything seem like so much fun and everything so exciting. It's the same level of entertainment, only they're providing this dark undertone of a message to go with. Because they don't just want – do you remember how this progression went? It literally went, and it doesn't matter which one of these marginalized groups you're talking about. It's always been, at first, we just want to be free to live our lives. We just want to be accepted. We just want to have a seat at the table. And every time they got one of these things, then it becomes about something more and something more. Until it becomes not just you must accept us, but now you must celebrate us. You must bake our same-sex wedding cake. You must take the pictures of our gender reveal party where we reveal we have no gender because we're too freaking confused to know that we're even a human being. When the demands go from one thing that is simple enough and easy enough to talk about. The, the terrible, dark little secret for all you left-leaning, silly, willy-billy goats out there <laughs> is that everything you've heard about conservatives isn't true. We're not a bunch of folks sitting around just hating you because you're different than us. We are a bunch of people that want you to live your life the way you want to live it, take care of your business. We want to take care of ours. And we want to have the right, which we do under the Constitution and the freedoms and liberties that we've been granted, to live our life, to choose who we associate with, to choose how we live our lives. And as a result, if you do run into somebody that happens to be racist or happens to be a bigot, guess what? They have a God-given right to be that way too. 
but you've got the right not to uh, engage with them. They get to say all the mean, disgusting, horrific things they want to say, and you've got the right to tune them out, turn them off, not listen. But you don't have the right to shut them up. I don't want drag shows shut down. I'm never going to attend one. I never have, not on purpose, and hopefully it never accidentally happens, which is why I'm glad to see that no public displays are going on in Tennessee. That it's the law. I'm glad to be able to say that the closest I'll ever come is to see some of the people I saw walking down the street on my business trips to New York and San Francisco. And to which in San Francisco I'm never going back, even if I have a good reason. And it's a shame. A beautiful city. One of, one of the most beautiful cities in the country. But it's been ruined by leftist political ideology crap gotta have the poop app to go there now if you're gonna walk around gotta have the poop app that hasn't been fixed yet they don't have the gumption to do it dr christopher wells professor for the public understanding of sexual and general minority youth at mac ewan university an actual job in Canada, he told uh, the news, he said that two LGBTQ plus people, and I have no idea whether there's a two in front of it now, don't appear just as adults. They are children. Well, I'll agree with that. They're very childlike because they still haven't grown the heck up. They're still holding on to a fantasy. They refuse to deal with the reality. It's not because you run into them as children. You're making them into children. Until someone has gone through puberty, you cannot speak to what their sexual identity is going to be, period, because they don't have one until they've gotten to that point. And even then, it's not firm, it's not set, but you certainly can't go over six- and seven-year-olds and say, oh, well, clearly you are transgender. No, they're not. They're a kid. To sit there, I'm a professor at a university, and I'm saying that children know their identities. Well, I'm a talk show host, and I'm going to tell you I know your identity. You're a fraud and a charlatan pretending to be an academic, and you are also trying to hurt people, period. Leave the kids alone, boys and girls. Doug, you know what to do. You're listening to K-Star and the Vera Networks. to the truth.
righty, ladies and gentlemen, I do hope that you are loving me because I am definitely loving you. It's Friday night. We are live. We are on the Vera Networks. We're on the K-Star Talk Radio Network. And you know what? We're worldwide right now, baby. Glad to have you all along for the ride. Uh, I know back in the first hour, I made a mention, a note of what we were expecting in the second hour, and I pulled a little switcheroo. Uh, well, you know, it got pulled on me, but we do still have a second hour guest, and it is indeed going to be the purveyor of the Edwards Notebook, the host of the Ron Edwards American Experience. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Ron Edwards will be joining us instead of Ken Crow. And uh, before Ron joins us and we start our conversation, though, I do need to tell you a little bit about uh, tonight's sponsor. That, of course, is 4 uh, You know what? Right now, everybody in the freaking country is getting a first-hand taste of why it's important to have backup power generators available. Whether you're talking about down power lines because of tornadoes and strong thunderstorms or the trees and power lines being weighted down by heavy snow. Oh, my goodness. I mean, have you looked at the weather map today? I mean, there's just like a few places. I think Doug might have been in one of them. There's like four cities in the whole country that didn't have some kind of extreme weather today. Uh, it's not global warming either, boys and girls. It's clearly God being angry at all you people that voted for Joe Biden and just punishing all of us. I mean, what else could it be, right? <laughs> anyway, uh, as we're talking about uh, emergency backup generators, there is a stigma involved with them because if you go out and buy one and you fire it up you might end up like craig if you don't know how to properly set it up to follow all the safety guides even if you do follow all the safety guides sometimes things can go wrong now you've heard me talk about craig a million times at this point and i'm going to keep talking about craig at least a little while longer because craig's story is a tragic one that really i think sets the tone it sends the message See, he thought he was doing the right thing during Hurricane Ida. He went out and he bought one of these gas-powered generators. He fired it up, but guess what? Carbon monoxide poisoning happened in Craig's home. He lost his wife. He lost his two children. And the sad part is he's not alone. Literally thousands of Americans every year suffer from some level of carbon monoxide poisoning. Thankfully, the numbers of deaths are much lower, but the fact that it happens at all is ridiculous because it doesn't have to happen. Thanks to a brand new generation of portable, safe, silent, and 100% fume-free generators that's available to everybody, even those of you out there who maybe think you can't afford it. The Power Patriot generator is a solar generator. That means it doesn't use gas. That means it doesn't have any fumes. No carbon monoxide. Good deal. But guess what? It's also quiet. You've heard the big gas generators before, right? They're not so quiet. This thing is as quiet as a laptop, plus it's so lightweight, you literally can pick it up and take it with you wherever you need to go. I keep talking about if you want to go camping, uh, because obviously spring's just around the corner. I'd like to go camping. Would love to take one of these generators with me. But uh, beyond just uh, going out in the wild and having a great outdoor adventure, if you've got a family member two blocks over that needs some help, 
maybe a little further. You can run the generator over there too. You can even bring it inside. Again, remember, no fumes. Bring it inside. It'll keep your phones charged. It'll keep your radios running. It'll keep your medical devices operating and even your refrigerator if that's what you needed to do. And right now, you can boogie on over to 4 and use code TAP, that's T-A-P-P, and get 10% off your first purchase on literally anything in the store. That includes water purification, emergency food supplies, whatever catches your fancy, whether it's survival books, whatever. they got a ton of great stuff, some heirloom seeds, doesn't matter, literally anything in the store. But that does also include the Patriot Power Generator. Just go on over to 4 and use code TAP, T-A-P-P, to get 10% off. That's the number 4, Patriots.com. Use code TAP, T-A-P-P, and go get yours today. Now, um, I need a green light from Doug here. I'm seeing some messages here. Do we have Ron or no? Is, is Ron connected? Yes. Can you hear me? Ah, there he is. Yes, sir, I can. All right. I was, I was getting all kinds of crazy messages over here, Ron. I wasn't for sure. Glad to have you here. As always, sir, thank you so much for joining us. I know you've got a, a hectic schedule on Fridays. You're going to go uh, be part of uh, Captain America's Third Watch show later and, and all that great stuff. Be sure to send Bruce my best when you uh, show up. Um, before we jump into anything, as always, sir, how are you doing today? Good, good. Uh, we've already uh, picked up six and a half inches of snow, and they expect six and a half inches more uh, by morning. So uh, it's going to be a winter wonderland, but it's not too bad because uh, tomorrow the temperature is going to be in the 40s with sunny skies as well as on Sunday. So I might be able to skip all the shoveling. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's going to be awful muddy out there if you don't. I tell you that much. Jeez. Yeah. Yep, that is so. a lot. All yeah, right, right. I, you know, it is absolutely astounding the things we've seen going on this last week. And I, I picked a couple of topics I wanted to talk about just because uh, one of them is kind of being overlooked because of all the other crazy stuff that's going on. So that's the one I'd like to start with first, if you don't mind. And that, of course, is the fact that we have Democratic lawmakers out in Oregon that have introduced a bill, and it looks like it's likely to pass out there, that literally would pay out $1,000 every month to homeless people and other people making below a certain income level. Uh, they're calling this the People's Housing Assistance Fund Demonstration Program supposed to be administered by the Department of Human Services out there, and it literally would provide 12 monthly payments of $1,000 to individuals who are experiencing homelessness or who are at risk of homelessness and are who are severely rent burdened or earn at or below 60% of the area's medium income. There's literally no other stipulations, though. The money can be spent on anything that they want to. doesn't have to be spent on trying to, you know, be homed, be sheltered. And it's just an astounding waste of taxpayer dollars. Not the first time we've seen it. But I'd uh, love to get your thoughts on this one because when I first saw that, I was just like, well, I mean, it's, it's almost as bad as the San Francisco effort to just – 
give $1,200 to all the trans people living in town. Well, you know what? I'm not wasn't surprised when I first uh, read that because it doesn't matter what the program is, whatever idea they have, it's about spending all of the money, causing deficits, creating more havoc, bringing ruination, and enabling losers. And it's all, you know, and, and that's what they're, it's all about. Um, enabling losers like that, a lot of those people, I, I could probably guarantee that many of them are illegal border crossers and American losers and the American losers are losers by choice because there, there's almost no excuse even under Bidenomics for an American to be totally homeless like that. But a lot of people live to be a pain in the backside and government is helping them. And it's about burdening the middle class till there's nothing left. Yeah, yeah I don't think there's any doubt about it. That That is the one thing that all leftist slash socialist slash democratic policies have in common they want to crush your spirit they want to crush your competitive nature they want to crush your innovative abilities and they want to just crush the the drive to go and support yourself and in the process i don't think they realize that once they do acquire all the power over these people's lives that if they're allowed to do this they'll get but they're going to be kings of a dead kingdom There'll be no reason to rule. It will be the full demise of this republic. But it sounds so nice, Ron. Uh, I mean, you literally, probably the best descriptor that I've heard in a long time uh, just then, so uh, major props. American losers are losers by choice. Uh, it, and we see this. It's the mindset that's spouted forward by people like Oprah Winfrey, like LeBron James, uh, like... Uh, uh, oh, now nah, I can't think of his name. Uh, e Ibram X. Kendi. Uh, that's who I was reaching for. These people have to spout uh, division and hate and, oh, America's terrible, America, blah, 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 while they themselves have been the benefactors of the system they're whining about. Any other system, any other country, they could not be the things that they are today. And what makes it worse, at least in the cases of Oprah and LeBron, is that they do have a certain amount of natural talent, but they also had to work hard to hone those talents to get to the level that they're at. They still had to earn it, so they know that part of the story too. It's like you can go out, you can do these things, but that's not the story we're going to tell. And again, that's not because they don't believe in American exceptionalism. It's because they do want to hold their position in the hearts and minds, but they also want to kind of keep everybody else down because if everybody's successful, then they're not looked upon as being as iconic as they are. Would you agree? Could still be iconic because in their own Metrons, they were the best at what they do for their time. Right. I don't think either one was the best of all time, but for their period of their zenith they were the best during that period and the the, the i'm going to tell you a little secret you probably already know it but just in case you don't these elitist blacks hate other blacks as much as white leftists and they are willing tools of the white leftist machine to help discourage demoralize their fellow blacks 
and how you do that is as long as the government schools, the white, which the white leftists run, continues to stupefy individuals, there's no critical thinking, there's no common sense, something, you know, like, well, you know what, this isn't working. You know, I had common sense from my father, so when I started getting things that were kind of off kilter, I was able to maneuver around it because it didn't jive with the principles that I understood to be good and they didn't jive with success. But these these students, these younger people are not coming up with that. And so the evil uh, Dopra Winfrey, I mean, she was part of the cabal that brought Michael Jackson down. Yeah. I have proof. I've, I was with, presented with proof that he was innocent of all those evil pedophilia charges. But she helped mastermind his his demise and i won't get into why there was a reason why that happened but there are a lot of blacks that are like that michael Steele, republican party leader they're all like that they're an elitist cabal man i'll never forget jesse jackson when i had to meet him the first time i met him was on my birthday the radio station i worked for in cleveland I was I, I had the day off. Suppo I was supposed to have the day off. It was a Friday too for my birthday. So they gave me a ring up that Thursday night. Hey, we 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 need you to meet and dine with uh, Jesse Jackson. And I said, excuse me. I said I don't mean any disrespect, boss, but you know that's not a way to uh, screw over my my my. You know that's not a way to uh, screw over my birthday. And when I met him. Literally, I, you know, I was taught to be polite, right, to my elders. So I reached out my hand to shake his hand, and people watched him draw back. And he looked at me with the most evil stare. And that's the way we were looking like two cats that were ready to jump. And I don't, it, 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 the, the people that are that evil and that, and that much of spiritual darkness, they know if you're of a different spirit, of, of a different light. Yeah. And you run into people like Dopra and, and all these individuals whom I've met, and, and they hate Americans, especially black Americans. And I know you might think, boy, Ron, really talking crap now. But tell me, Tim, if I'm talking crap, why is it that it was the blacks that sold blacks to the Muslims and to the whites you know, let, I mean, let, I mean, and that and that curse is still filtered into the blacks in the United States of America, and they play perfectly into the hands of the most wicked leftist whites who are out to, as you mentioned, destroy the country. And remember, they perfected their craft on the black American community. They started. Uh, you know, they wanted to start destroying America. I mean, their their mission, they started getting active back in 1840. But they didn't start to really get in, get going and start making impact until the 1920s. Or a little before that, 13, 1913 and all that. That's when they really started galvanizing. And they realized they couldn't take down the entire country, Tim. So what they did was, hmm, we have to focus on a section and perfect our craft. Well, they jumped on the blacks victim and they figured because they're dumber uh we'll convince them to, to kill their babies abortion that'll that'll cut down their population growth and back then blacks were more patriotic they were more 
uh, apt to succeed or try to succeed. That was just their natural way. They had common sense, yada, yada, yada. So they knew they had to breed that out. They had to get rid of that crap. So what did they do? They came up with the NAACP, liberal Jews. And we'll pretend that we're helping these Negroes, uh, and but it will be a false help. Not on good principles, but hey, it'll, be, it'll give them a bully pulpit to grumble from. And those niggers, as they would say, excuse me, I, I shouldn't say the word, but that's what they called us back then. Um, they'll just destroy each other. And it just built into that and to the point where the stipend was given to the female and she kicked the man out of the house. And here's the trick, Tim. They tried that with everybody. Yeah. It was the blacks that only took were the only ones that took it in mass. The black female. Well, they actually, tried it with all. They tried it with all females. I actually, so, I would point out that we did see a similar thing in Appalachian America uh, when government came to try to help there too in the economically depressed areas, and it's kind of uh, elevated from there. Uh, so yeah, in mass across the country, you're right, but there are some pretty good examples of it working in other areas too. That just, but not to just, the degree. Not to the right. degree. Right. Because if that were the case, then America would have been circling the drain, um, I don't know, 70 years ago. Yeah. Or, or at least since the 1960s. So because then the majority of whites would have been already tainted into that to that level. And we would have already been they would have all been voting like uh, whatever. And we would have never had a Ronald Reagan administration or anything like that. We would have already been gone. So in mass, the blacks were the only one where it worked in mass. And yes, you had Appalachians and all of that, but it didn't even fully work then because I know of stories in Kentucky, or as they say, Kentucky, where those uh, G-men would come there and there's a lot of crevices up there in those mountains in, in Kentucky, and I've seen them. And they go up there to, to investigate the stills and everything like that and try to do stuff. Well, you know what? He came in, but he never went out, and there was nowhere to find him. They, other people would come up looking for a detective so-and-so. Oh, you know, I've I never seen him. Who, what does he look like? Well, they, people don't know that he was shoved down a, a mile, multi-mile long crevice. And so even in that area, it still wasn't as massive. And, um, and here we are. And out of the best, the so-called, the, the, the most successful of blacks are the worst. And I cannot say that is true across the board of anyone else other than the white elites who are the, the leftists, the Soros, and, you know, that level, and the Mitch McConnells and all of that. But for the most part, I mean, when I go to those Trump rallies and everything like that, it was still mostly whites, few blacks. It was a little salt and peppery, but still mostly whites. And so, um, I mean, it is what it is, Tim. And we have to realize and and, folk, and, and build, rebuild America from that standpoint. And I, I, I hate to say it as, 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 as an American who happens to be black, but it's the truth. And in order, in, in order for us to really cure that problem, we have to recognize how bad it is and figure out a way to, to, to cure it. Maybe, they'll, maybe they won't breed and they'll die off. That, that kind of thinking. I wish the leftist whites would do the same thing. The John Kerry's and all of that. 
that they would all just die off. But you know, it's 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 a it's a terrible force of evil, man. That is um, so destructive. I mean, that's the only way they approach blacks. And if you don't go along with it, they get pissed off at you. I mean, it's like that in corporate America. I was attacked by a liberal white in 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 AAA Michigan at the headquarters, and I was like, "Whoa, wait, wait a minute." That's not the right way to treat blacks like that. They're not. They're not all. But it it was part of a mission to stupefy and to approach people on that level across the board. And you and if you and if you go against that, you're going to be treated like you're the bad employee. You're going to be treated like you're. And if they don't get rid of you because you're doing a good job. You're ostracized. Yeah. yeah, I just I keep coming back around to these certain highly successful individuals. Uh, I, again, Oprah, I think, is a good example. LeBron James, a good example. Tyler Perry is a good example. Uh, these are all people that have made their positions clear. But these are also all people that have used the very system they whined about. They put in hard work and effort to uh, maximize their talent so they know firsthand what they're spouting to be false. They know that they're telling a lie. So that's all the proof you need in order to step back and say, okay, uh, they know better, and they're intentionally trying to keep everybody else down. They want you thinking something different than what led to their success. And Correct. it is downright shameful, and that should be enough of a message for people like yourself and me to get out there. But then, like you were saying, uh, just this past week, we had somebody accuse uh, Clarence Thomas of being an Uncle Tom and then was forced to admit that they had no idea who Uncle Tom even was. They just know it's a disparaging remark, and it comes down to one simple thing. They want everyone to think that it is intellectually dangerous to listen to somebody like yourself or me. Absolutely. And it's dangerous because the people that call Clarence Thomas and Uncle Tom are people, especially the successful ones, they know that they're wrong in doing it. But he's a black man who's on the wrong side of the aisle. He should be like uh, his predecessor. You know, if you're, you're going to go by the black thing, um, the first black to, to sit on the uh, Supreme Court. Thurgood Marshall, you know, you're supposed to be a disdainer, if that is such a word, of America. You're not supposed to like the place too much now. You're not supposed to credit the opportunities of America for your success. You're supposed to be successful, but yeah, you know, but still turn around and tell the incurably ignorant masses, oh, oh, this is so terrible. Oh, my God. And, And feminism does the same thing, by the way. They're running around now. They're getting ready to, to, to really put the full court press on destroying the National Football League. They are trying desperately to bring females into coaching positions. I didn't know how highly charged up they were in this until I um, had a conversation with a few people that are kind of tied in. And I said, oh, my God, that is one of the reasons why the NFL – And if you notice, as more and more people 
uh, from that ilk, the females are brought in, they're taking the, 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 the excitement out of the game. You can't touch the quarterbacks. I mean, if you brush up against them and your eyelid hits his helmet, you're, you're about to you, you'll be you'll get thrown out. Of course, that's an exaggeration, but there and it's every time females get infused into something, the quality of it goes down. And I and I know I brought that up because to me it's interconnected with groups of people being utilized by the by by those who want to destroy this country and everything that represents strength masculinity or whether it's in the in the in the um, educational level high intellectualism uh tim forgive me i forgot there was a uh, uh, i forgot which school which school system they just devoted to get rid of high achieving classes and awards no 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 uh no high curriculum courses just all plain so that no one feels bad and i and i was so insulted because you had all these it was it was a mixed school blacks and whites so basically what they're saying well because we have all these uh, black people here uh rather than kick you know kick them in the butt like we were kicked in our butt like everyone else to do your best, and you'd better learn this calculus. It didn't matter, whatever. Um, well, we have blacks here, so you know we, we're we're going to lower the standards, right? And you're not going to be educated, and then they'll lower the standards in school. But th- it, this is across the board, Tim. This is in the it military. Is. It is, Rod. It, it, we're we're going to have. I'm sorry, and we'll have to cut you off. We're going to have to take our mid-hour break real quick. We'll pick up right there, but. Just so everybody knows, it was Columbia, Columbia University, the first Ivy League school to permanently drop standardized requirements. Uh, Ron, stay right where you're at. We'll bring you right back, and we'll pick up right there. And you, dear listener, you don't go anywhere either. We'll be right back with Ron Edwards. host of the Edwards Notebook, and you're listening to Tim Tapp and Tap Into the Truth. Biden recently told an audience of black Americans at a Black History Month event, quote, I may be a white boy, but I'm not stupid. <laughs> oh, there may be a big slam against many black Americans in that statement. Hello, I'm Ron Edwards. On today's page from the Edwards Notebook brought to you by Constitutional Grounds, the coffee you want in your cup. Unfortunately, far too many black Americans have given leftist Democrat politicians the impression they are not very bright. Democrats long ago convinced black females to boot their husbands out of the house for a monthly government stipend. Democrats like Biden sought to create racist ideologies towards blacks and divided the black American family by pedestalizing black females while systematically making sure that blacks, particularly black men, 
who decided to break out of the Democrat Party plantation and succeed were dealt with harshly. Now, Democrat Party and George Soros-inspired street thugs get rewarded with no penalties for their dastardly deeds. Yet, over 80% of black voters support Biden and his Democrat cronies, who are now bringing in millions of illegal border crossers, mostly thugs to replace black Americans. Hmm. I'm Ron Edwards. Until the next page from the Edwards Notebook, see ya. Join me live weekdays, 3 p.m. Eastern. To find out where, go to theronedwards.com. Hello, my name is Tyler Boone, singer-songwriter and founder of the award-winning homegrown Boone's Bourbon label out of Charleston, South Carolina. In just four years, Boone's Bourbon has been awarded some incredible awards, such as the Platinum Los Angeles, Double Gold New York, Gold Las Vegas, Silver Denver, and also named Top Six in the World in Forbes. We're also being featured in Rolling Stone magazine, Billboard magazine, American Songwriter, and we're also now available in 24 states all across the country. So Boone's Bourbon is a high-proof, cash-strength bourbon at 117 proof. We are 75 corn, 21 rye, 4 barley, and at our price point, we're beating the competition at $40 in the retail stores. Boone's Bourbon is a family-owned business out of Charleston, South Carolina with my father, Mick Boone. Cheers, and we hope to see you soon. Constitutional Grounds, the hot air roasted coffee that produces a smoother, richer, healthier, and less acetic coffee. Our unique hot air roasted coffee has a most delicious taste that everyone is raving about. Because you want the best, Constitutional Grounds is the coffee you want in your cup. Simply go to theronedwards.com and click on to the Constitutional Grounds coffee display to make your purchase and to be sure to use the RE20 promo code and you will receive a 20% discount. Remember... Constitutional Grounds, the coffee you want in your cup. These stocks designed specifically for people who haven't started investing yet or don't know how to do it or haven't been trained how to do it or are worried about investing in the stock market that they've never done before. It's a robo-advisor system that really simplifies the investing process. In other words, Put aside 10% of your salary each week, maybe just $100, and let it go to work in the stock market for you. And what Beanstalk does is basically automate that process for you. Easy to set up. You can transfer directly to your bank account and puts it into exchange-traded funds, which are baskets of many stocks, which gives you diversification. That's the whole key. The idea that you can have this done for you weekly or bi-monthly, but the most important thing is to start now and make it so that you are putting something aside for your own retirement. Beanstalks just makes it really simple to do. You're listening to Tap Into The Truth. This is Amy. This is Az. Me too. Sharing the night. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are sharing Friday night together. Hope you're having as much fun as we are here at Tap Into The Truth. We are live on the Vera Network. We are live on the K-Star Talk Radio Network. And 
That also means that you can hear us on TalkStream Live. You can hear us on Irish Radio. I hope you lads are enjoying the show over there. I'll not try my Irish accent. It's not very good. I get a wee bit of the Barney, and then I just start sounding Scottish, which will just make you all hate me. So I'll stop right there. Uh, Ron, before we get back into the action, why don't you remind everyone where they can find your work, sir? Well, simply go to theronedwards.com. You'll find out uh, where and when I'm on the Ron Edwards American Experience talk show, which is also heard on uh, Last uh, Frequency and uh, as well as K-Star Talk Radio, uh, Liberty, hmm, anyway, li- LibertyTalk.fm, and several other networks as well. Weekends, um, let's see, the ne- uh, Nevada Talk Radio Network. And we've just been added uh, via the commentary to several other radio stations like uh, KSAC, uh, KSAC in um, Sacramento, uh, San Francisco station, and several others. So uh, things are growing just a bit there, and um, and we're having a good time. Okay, Ron, it's really not a competition. You don't have to keep putting it in my face like that. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) Okay. Okay. before the break, we were uh, we were talking about uh, education and the lowering standards, and I, I think uh, there is a lot of this combativeness. There's a lot of anger. There's a lot of false hate out there. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I love the fact that Lori Lightfoot now is officially saying that Chicago was MAGA country. It's like, huh? Lori Lightfoot and Jesse Smollett are the same person. I. I, I never knew she <laughs> looked like the love child between Beetlejuice and E.T. But uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, all of that is, is just great little side dressing. But I, I really do want to talk seriously a little bit about this still ongoing thing with the student loan debt forgiveness that uh, Biden, of course, promised going into the midterms, hoping that would uh, buy some young people's votes for Democrats. And then he knew he didn't have the legal right for it. He knew he didn't have the authority. Nancy Pelosi's on record uh, several months before saying that, no, that takes an act of Congress. I've played that audio clip a bajillion times on the show. Uh, And... It was so disingenuous, too, because Biden even came out and said at one time that he knew he didn't have the authority, but he didn't think the courts could kick him out because he didn't believe anyone had the legal standing to challenge it, which, of course, is one of those things that I tend to think of as being a little bit of a fundamental flaw in our judicial system, because as a taxpaying citizen, why do we not have legal standing to challenge anything where they – uh, break their fiduciary responsibility with our taxpayer funds. But uh, with all that being said, we still have people out there claiming left and right that not only does the setting president have the authority, which they clearly don't, but they want to act like this is some horrible, terrible tragedy if the court comes down, which constitutionally speaking, there's only one ruling the Supreme Court can have with this, and that is to toss it out once and for all. But they're getting these folks so worked up, uh, and they're falling into that trap again. Here, act emotionally. Here's something we know you want, and look at those mean old conservatives over there that wouldn't let you have it. That's why you should vote for us. That's why you should give us more power so that we can keep doing the things that they still don't get done until they finally once and for all 
overthrow the Constitution, which is their goal. But how do you see this playing out at this point, and what are your major takeaways? Because I know you haven't been silent on this particular topic. <laughs> um, here's the thing. I think, gosh, I was as you were speaking, I was looking for my pocket Constitution. Normally, <laughs> I have it here. Oh, I think it's Article 8, and it talks about the people having the right to literally go and um, fire, and, and I'm paraphrasing, to get rid of the government that is not acting on the interest of the United States. And we do have that legal right. The, the problem, Tim, is that all of the levers that have been put into place that we should be able to utilize have been corrupted. That's the problem. And that is why Joe Biden is doing what he is doing, because he knows he's not going to get in trouble. He knows that the courts are corrupted. They're all tied up. He knows that the Department of Justice is in his back pocket. And he knows that the FBI is in his other back pocket. And so it's basically, well, I'm doing what I want to do. What you going to do? How you how you doing? So because he's a white boy, but he ain't stupid, right? (laughs) <laughs> that's right. He's 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 not stupid, and uh, but it's the the people have allowed themselves to be stupefied into thinking that um, all this is is right, all this is uh, uh, that's what the government does. Sometimes people don't like what's going on, but because they don't know. See, if we don't know our rights, we don't have any. And most people don't even know by memory to, to think to, about, oh, maybe it's Article 8. And because, in fact, I read it today. It was, it was t- today I read it on the show, and, and, and I talked exactly about that very topic, that we have the right to go in there Monday morning and say, you know what? You're not acting for our interest. You all are traitors. And we have – we can just – we, we, it's written down I, in commentaries, and, and you've talked about all the acts, the traitorous acts that this government has done, this Mr. Biden has done. And by we have the written legal edict to go in and say, you're excused. Here's a cardboard box. See, you wouldn't want to be you. But because all of the levers of government are corrupted and have joined the cabal of the of the of the, of the globalists and they're, they're 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 bullies that's why even the great donald trump had a hard way to go and he's not in in office right now these people they have all the levers in the and and it will it will take an actual act of god which i don't know if we'll get it i really don't know i i, I based upon what i've been observing for the last few years because if god wanted america to turn around he would not have allowed Trump to be kicked out like an old dog like that. He would not have allowed them to get away with the murders. He would not allow the January Sixers to still be in, in the cabal, not in this system. If it were in another system, the communist system, that, and the people chose that way, we didn't choose this. And, and, and when people in the dumb church say, well, it's like Sodom and Gomorrah. No, it's not. Yes, we have a level of sin that's comparable to Sodom and Gomorrah, but unlike Sodom and Gomorrah, there are millions, and I know thousands, that are praying for this country, and in a right way. 
So I'm of the belief that maybe God is is done. Maybe he, he you know what? Um, he's allowed the, the, the lying uh, people on the Christian side to get away and have collected millions and millions and millions and millions and millions of, of dollars. People like uh, uh, Clay Clark and who's now befriended Mike Lindell. I mean, you know, they've all gravitated with these false prophets like Amanda Grace and and all these other people. And so uh, the liars have been allowed to prosper on the Christian side. And the crooks in the, on the, uh, in, the, in the government side have been allowed to be victorious and have their way. I mean, they can get away with tying a man to a tree in Arkansas with a Republican governor, tie a man to a tree, shoot him. I think they hung him, too, or whatever. Tie him to a tree and say, well, they're, 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 you know, he threw his gun away or whatever. And then the corrupt police say, well, it was a homicide. Knowing that the people know it's not, but what? But because all the muscle is corrupted, is Joe Biden did say, "Hey, they can do what they want to, but we have a bigger gun." And the government, the United States, has some weird. And see, if we had a real president like Trump, I understand why Trump was able to whisper into Xi Jinping's ear and talk stuff to to, to the entire planet, because the United States. Our military has weapons that even China does not have. We have the capability in 17 seconds to, 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 to do some real harm to China. But because the leadership of everything, including the military, is corrupted, even with our superior technological advantage, which we still do have. I mean, it was Putin that told Xi Jinping a few years ago when Trump was in office, hey, don't mess with them because they will wipe you out. Because we do have that capability. There's one weapon called the rod of God. You know, so, I, you know, there there is so much that is so corrupted. But at the same time, the corruption I see in a different era could have been overcome and God would have helped. He's not helping now. Not not enough to to make a difference for the good side. I mean, look at all this. Well, look at all of the major cities, with the exception of maybe Nashville is still looking nice. Cleveland is actually physically getting nicer. But most of your major cities have gotten much worse. It's now the rotten apple. Seattle, where there was a song that um, what's his name? Bert uh, used to be a storyteller. Uh, made a song about Seattle, the bluest sky you ever seen and how beautiful and everything it is. Now it's a hellhole. San Francisco, one of the five most beautiful cities on earth is now an open toilet, an open sewer. And so those are the, the people of that ilk are being allowed to have their way in the medical industry. There's only about three hospitals in the entire country that are worth going to where you still can walk in and you will get world-class treatment and that's the cleveland clinic the mayo clinic and i forget the, the the number three best clinic in the world that's about it so tim um hate to sound like debbie downer again but i'm just i'm just spitting out i'm just pointing out what i see and if um i'm willing to go to god and say sir if i'm wrong please 
show me and prove it. But I don't think I am because no one can can deny what is happening, what has been allowed to happen. And the and the crooks, even on the Christian side. Kenneth Copeland tied in with the Pope, man, there there's some things, Creflo Dollar, all these people, and, and, and they're just raking in the cash deceiving the, the, the millions and the people that are telling the truth like Jim Stockstill and uh, I, I think he's in might be in your great state great guy great teacher but because he's but he's told the truth his numbers shrank and those people that he used to be connected with their numbers just blew up and some of them have have more money than huge rock stars and those are the people that are allowed to have the influence. So until the truth tellers are allowed to have a greater influence and a greater impact, you are not going to see a, a, a change for the better in this country because people cannot go beyond what they are taught if you're dealing with the children. Oh, and speaking of that, look what's allowed in front of the children in, in, in most cases. Yes, there's a case here and there where you've got victory where they're not allowed. In one of the Carolinas, they said, uh-uh, no, you're a great state. I'm sorry. Where they said, no, you're not going to do that. And I love the way they worded it, Tim. It was so wise the way they did it. But for the most part, hey, they can have at the children. They're being allowed to have at the children, which does what? Guarantee the nation will continue Worse, getting worse in the future because they're being taught than the worse than the generation before them. They're being taught now worse than the generation Z. Z uh, uh, the young people were. So I don't see a great turnaround because the church is just as corrupt as the government, if not more so. That 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 uh, wonderful that wonderful outbreak of, of Christian praying and all of that at Asbury and all of that, you know, thousands of those students suddenly came down with measles. And it's been reported that uh, you know people came in with with the, and spread that around, and you had the transgenders and the homosexuals there, and there was a man preaching about repentance on the street, and he was arrested. He was harassed by the police. And yet Clay Clark was, or not Clay Clark, but another liar, you know, big time was there selling his books and everything like that. The, one of the Christian cabal members. So like I said, when God's ready for uh, the, the good to win out, if he is going to allow it in our lifetime, it'll happen because he's done it before during the Revolutionary War, um, after the Civil War, after the World War II. So there is a history, but we saw evidence of it we saw a drastic change enemies were defeated on a large scale we're not seeing that today not at all we see it in spots but we are in a massive war the border is wide open 100,000 Americans die every single freaking year because of fentanyl and don't and let's not get into the other stuff that's killing Americans and the government is just saying, hey, China, you can do whatever you want, basically. Right? We don't care. And Biden doesn't care. Mike DeWine of, of Ohio does not care. And I have less respect for Mike DeWine than I do of, the, of, of Biden, because Biden represents evil. He is of Satan. 
DeWine came across as, yeah, I look like a dweeb, but I mean well. And so I tried to respect the guy, but I had an underlying, I never thought he was this bad. I never thought that he would carry on the way he has since this disaster. He couldn't carry Ron DeSantis' shoestrings. So as long as this is allowed to be so pervasive throughout the entire country, you know, keep your powder dry, get your generators, store your food, get everything you need for self-protection, and just be ready, man. Because, you know, it just may, may, may be up to the people. We may just have to say, screw it, and, and go at it. And um, Katie bar the door ourselves. So, okay. and, and, and it's the same thing with young men in America. Young men who are trying to do well, they're being mistreated by this country's females, so, so much so that most of the successful ones, they're leaving the country. They're saying, well, we give up. We're not, we're gonna, we're not gonna force ourselves on, on these American feminazi females. They're leaving, so brains are leaving the country. You're having, an, 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 for the first time, an ex, a, a notable exodus out of the country. And those are the stronger men. So they 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 feel dis 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 you know they don't they don't believe in the the, the Oprah way of thinking and all of that and they're not goofy like that but they're like they're hurt they're like but rather than stay here and be bitter and 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 they're like they think like I do if I were a young guy and I went through what they went through and I had my my stuff together I'd go too and you can't blame them. Yeah, I, I really wish I could find some flaw in your thinking and find a way to cheer you up, Ron. But uh, truthfully, there's not a single thing you've said that's even remotely incorrect. Uh, it, it really still comes down to a few I wish simple basics. I'm sorry? I, I wish you could have corrected me. I was hoping, man, I hope that I'm wrong. Because yeah. it hurts. Uh, well, it, it, it hurts, man. I wish I could, too. And I think we may be getting ever so closer to that point. Uh, a certain quote comes to mind uh, on occasion from time to time. The tree of liberty must be refreshed with the blood of patriots. We keep hearing the talk about a national divorce and a national divorce because we just can't get along. And if we're going to overcome the evil that has taken over this land, it's going to take a lot. The The forces of darkness have been so empowered just since the passing of state laws that permitted abortion on demand as a simple act of sacrifice to the forces of it, I, I wish we had enough time to go into it because another topic that I wanted to discuss is, with you was this softening of language, the new slant they're taking on to try to make abortion sound less destructive. Because now they're trying to talk about when women have had a miscarriage, when they go in and do the DNCs to do the removal of the remains of the no longer living baby human. Uh, they're trying to call that life-saving abortion and again it's all trying to twist and soften the whole idea and it's all part of these evil actions to continue these sacrifices to the powers of darkness and we don't have the power there but circling back around you were talking about article 8 earlier and yes it would be fantastic if the american people knew 
well, shoot. I mean, it would be nice if they still remembered Bible verses for that matter. Uh, I'm <laughs> sure, like you, uh, we probably grew up memorizing Bible verses. Those things no, have not left to. our minds. Uh, we can't find people now that claim to be devout Catholics that can find a, a problem with the ending of a pre-born baby human. But here we are. I'll, I'll just revert back on the topic of uh, the student loan debt. All you have to do is look at Article 1, where it says that all legislative powers herein granted shall be vested in the Congress of the United States. And then <laughs> jump over to Article 2, where it still requires the President of the United States to faithfully execute the office of president of the United States, which by definition means uphold the laws that have been passed, not pick and choose. And if we can't get people past that mentality, then we are in a hopeless fight. We are already operating like a banana republic. We have got to reestablish the firm constitutional federated republic that we were founded as. We've got to start teaching real history instead of fake divisive crap like the 1619 Project. We have got mm -hmm. to get people understanding that there are great powers beyond our own, and they're capable of intervening. The two examples you gave are two of the greatest examples of history that anybody that studies history, they still step back and scratch their head. How on earth did a bunch of farmers and pastors beat a world power to become an independent country. How on <laughs> earth did two factions that were so far apart find a way after the division that literally led brother against brother to come back and be a great nation again? How did they rebuild? And of course, since the beginning, since the inception, we've had the forces of darkness chipping away at the liberties, at the freedom, at the very concept, the very notion that we could rule ourselves, that we could be moral enough to, to do that in a way that meant anything. But the saddest, the scariest thing that I have heard tonight that I would be so fearful of, and, and I don't know about you, Ron, but I love – a good horror movie, the scariest concept to me is if, in fact, God has given up on us. We are that shining city on the hill, and if the light has been dimmed forever, there is no other place to go. And I hate it, but we're going to have to leave things right there, Ron. But before we do, I'll give you 60 seconds for any final thoughts you'd like to share. I just uh, thank you for uh, allowing me back on your show again. And um, I didn't mean to sound hopeless, but I've just pointed out the facts. You know, I'm like Dragnet, just the facts, ma'am. And um, I say these things maybe to shake people up and to, you know, to, um, to band together uh, and, and fight this thing because the written law is still there. And we have to make more and more people aware of it and being willing to stand up for the law. Like you said, a ragtag group of folks. We're able to beat the, the world superpower of that time, Great Britain. Well, we can beat the uh, the globalist pigs because I do believe that God wants somewhere on earth. See, America was founded on godly principles and was the only nation in the history of the world that was voluntarily given to God. Unlike Israel, which God chose, but man chose, you know what? We dedicate this you to you, Lord. Boom, boom, boom. The only nation that I know of that, that, that did that officially is part of its written documents. 
And so um, I'm ho- I'm still hope against hope that uh, he will have mercy upon America, that uh, he will hear us that that, that uh, pray to him every day and want his guidance. We we want his influence. We want his 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 everything in this country. This we want this country to glorify him, to be his representation in the earth. And for America yes, to sir. stop exporting bilge around the world, like, ugh, what the, what happened in Ukraine and why Putin went to war. All right, uh, Ron. Again, uh, thank you so much. I appreciate you. We'll get together again soon. Uh, that's going to have to be it for tonight, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much for being here and listening live. Remember to listen to Ron and come back here again for Friday night. And remember, above all else, don't take my word for it. Definitely. Definitely don't take their word for it. Be prepared to put in effort and use your brain if you really want to tap into the truth. in both
is using both hands. <laughs> 